Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Golden Knights and Flames just getting underway. Capitals and Sharks start in an hour. Five minutes left in the first. Avalanche have a 1-0 lead on the Lightning. The Panthers lead the Senators 3-0 halfway through the third. Buffalo has knocked off the Rangers 5-1. And the Blue Jackets leading the Bruins 5-1 with three minutes left in the third period. Monday night football. It's 3-3. Bears and Vikings at halftime. Connor McDavid is your first star of the week in the NHL. Oilers and Golden Knights on this very radio station tomorrow, 5.30 for the face-off show, and the puck will drop at 7. Dean Evason fired as head coach of the Minnesota Wild. John Hines taking over. The Oil Kings play Everett at 7 o'clock on Friday at Rogers Place. It is the teddy bear toss game in support of 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous. And this morning, the Oil Kings unveiled the teddy bear toss game jerseys. They always do a great job with this. Uh, they, they had the one a few years ago that got a lot of attention because they looked like they were dressed as teddy bears, even with little tails on the back of the jerseys. This year's jerseys just kind of look like a onesie with, at least that's what I thought, with teddy bears all over the place on them. Jersey, pants, socks everywhere. One of the gentlemen who will be wearing them on Friday, forward from your Edmonton Oil Kings, John Zabo. John, it's Reed. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. What do you think of the teddy bear toss game jerseys? I love them. I love them. You know, we've had uh, some really good designs for the couple of years that I've been here and you know, this is, uh, there's a lot of bears on it, so they really got the point through. How far in advance of today's unveiling do you guys get to see them? Oh, just like a couple days. Just our social media team shows a couple guys, but really this is the first time we get to see everything put together with the public. So, Well, they're, they're a lot of fun, and uh, I mean, this is your third year with the team, and, and I'm probably on the road you play in a teddy bear game or two. What's it like when that goal is scored and those bears start coming down onto the ice? Well, at home, it's, it's unbelievable, you know, with thousands of uh, bears almost falling on your head and you know with the uh, 15 16,000 people we get coming out it it gets really loud in there and you know makes us feel like we're playing in the Oilers game so it's pretty cool <laughs> so do you, do you have to sort of take cover until the bears stop coming down <laughs> a little bit it's just you know if you're on the bench you better get off of there because they're they're coming but you know the middle of the ice is usually the best place to be and then you guys gotta help uh wrangle them all right and get, get them ready to go to santa's anonymous yeah get to take a couple pictures with uh with all the bears uh, for a couple minutes and then you know get them in a couple trucks and get them off the ice so we can keep going yeah, awesome stuff. Okay, well, that's coming up on Friday. It's uh, I've gone to a couple uh, Oil Kings teddy bear games, and it's 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 such a sight to see. So I, I can't imagine what it's like for you guys right on the ice. Hey, I want to get to know uh, you a little bit. You know, obviously, a couple years ago, you were a young player on that on that WHL championship team. Tell us about being a young guy. You know, with with Jake Neighbors and Gunther and 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 Gooley and and all the and Kosa, like all these guys who were on their way to the NHL, what was it like for you that season? 
you know, it, it, uh, it was one of the best experiences that I've had in my life. You know, I, you, uh, hear about all these guys and see them getting drafted and then, you know, being able to be on the ice and be on their team is, you know, an unbelievable feeling and getting to learn from them. You know, these guys, uh, as you said, they're in the NHL now and, you know, it's just a, it's a true honor to, you know, say that I was on their team and got to learn some things from them. All right. And then last year, you know, some of those guys graduate. Uh, you were taking on a bigger role. But, man, oh, man, you got a little derailed, didn't you? Tell me what happened. Yeah, you know, I started off the season and, uh, you know, didn't have the success that I would have liked. And, you know, right after Christmas, I had a, pretty much a season-ending injury. So it was... It wasn't the way I wanted my second year to go, but, uh, you know, I'm stronger now and having a much better year so far. So what was the rehab like from the ankle injury? Can you tell us what it was like? Well, for the first eight, ten weeks, I was just rehabbing it. And then, uh, you know, I played my first game back and a couple periods in. I uh, re-aggravated it, and next thing you know, I was out again and needed a little... uh, uh, surgery on it. So, geez, is that the worst injury you've ever had? Uh, I'd say probably. Yeah, you know, I've had a couple in my career, but you know, something that you heal from and then you know go back to being fully hurt again. It's probably the worst. Yeah. Do you, Do you feel obviously you're you're playing and you're you're playing? Pretty, I know you've had a nice little. You're almost a point a game here over the last couple of weeks. Do you feel? Back to 100%, or are you still getting there, do you think? No, I'm back to 100%. Yeah. I'm, I'm back to, you know, playing uh, how I do and, uh, you know, working my tail off every day, and nothing's bugging me, so got to be happy about that. You guys this year, and maybe this is just part of the evolution of a team, because last year you guys, you know, struggled as we were talking about. You lost a lot of big-name players. You've had some incredibly impressive wins this year uh and then you know you've had some close losses and then you've had a couple games where that have spun out of control for you guys a little bit how close are you do you think to finding some consistency i think we're really close you know i know for myself and the guys in the room and all the staff we have a lot of belief in this group and uh you know i think we're just a couple tweaks away a couple games away from you know, really finding our groove and hopefully going on a nice little winning streak. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so you you grew up in Lethbridge, is that right? Yeah. Okay. When did you start playing hockey? Oh, I think I was five years old. And who got you into it? Uh, well, my parents for sure. My whole family. You know, me and my dad would always watch Flames games from you know being uh, from a southern Alberta there. And then you know, I just fell in love with the game and been playing ever since so and when did you when did the oil kings become a reality for you like tell me about becoming an oil king well i think in my bantam year you know i knew something uh like that you know maybe this uh, whl dream could become a reality and then you know in my second year i i was hurt again <laughs> and uh you know i had a strong finish to that year and uh when i was drafted by them i you know, I had one goal in mind, and that was to make the team as my first eligible year. And, you know, that's how it all worked out, and I'm really thankful for all that. 
Who, uh, either now or when you were a, a little guy, who's an NHL player you'll, you enjoy watching or look up to? Sidney Crosby, 100%. Oh, he's, <laughs> he's, he's been my idol, you know, ever since I started playing and really understood hockey and, you know, someone I still look up to uh, to this day. Yeah, well, he's pretty good. <laughs> Still, still going I strong. I think he's on pace for 50 goals again or something like that. So, yeah, that's pretty amazing. All right. So what's uh, the game's Friday. Are you guys uh, – did you skate today? What's the practice schedule like before you hit the ice on Friday? Yeah, we're skating. Uh, we had a good practice today and just lots of preparation this week to, uh, you know, get ready for it. And I know myself and all my teammates are really excited, but, you know, we got to – control our emotions so we hit the ice there. All right. Well, that's going to be uh, an amazing game. If it's not sold out, it'll be pretty close. And then, uh, oh, I mean, I'll conservatively say over 10,000 bears. The record is 16,491. So <laughs> it's going to be a great night. John, thanks for checking in tonight. Uh, all the best on Friday and, of course, the rest of your season with the Oil Kings on too. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. That is John Zabo checking in from uh, your Edmonton Oil Kings. They play Everett Friday at 7. Limited tickets still available at oilkings.ca for as low as 20 bucks. Uh, yeah, they got some of the stats here. So 13,000 bears last year uh, with over uh, 14,600 fans in attendance. And the record... 16,491 bears in the 2019-20 season. Since they started the teddy bear toss in January of 2008, 147,000 bears to 630 Chad Sanders Anonymous. Now remember, uh, bring the bear in in a clear plastic bag. If you forget, there's also bags free of charge inside Rogers Place because they're going to be thrown down on the ice, so they don't want them to get all soggy and uh, and dirty. They want to be in, in good shape when they uh, when they go to the kids that's incredible love what the oil kings do uh, you guys are great rallying around it and and 630 jet centers anonymous and awesome to get to know john zobel from the oil kings a little bit all right it's 744 kings uh pardon me golden knights and the flames are underway the flames are about to go on an early power play we'll keep an eye on that one i want to catch up on a few of your text messages and uh we haven't done this in a while we're gonna do name the animal All ahead, Inside Sports on Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Oh, sing it, Sammy, you old softie. This portion of the show presented by Cougar Paint and Collision, our family helping your family for... 40 years. Calgary did not score on that power play. Scoreless with Vegas. Five minutes and ten seconds into the first period. 780-496-0063. Kellen, before we name the animal, uh, hit me with two or three messages. Well, we got the Burger King texting in. He sent us a whopper of a text here. So uh, he says... Don't get your hopes up, Oilers fans. The Oilers are a bad hockey team that can't defend against good teams. They have given up free plus GAA last two seasons and only get worse in the playoffs. Okay, well, we'll see, won't we? Yes, indeed. Uh, I think those are fair concerns. They have uh, they have certainly not defended well this year. 
Mm, we got Andy, the carpet guy, also texting in tonight. Says, hey, Reed, I think the system change initiated by former coach Jay was man-to-man to a passive zone defense was his undoing. Watching the Oilers at top speed last night covering the Duck players has convinced me the Oilers need to be the opposite of passive. That's from Andy, the carpet guy. Yeah, I think we'll see some subtle changes with Chris Knobloch, for sure, who uh, I think is going to be proven to be a pretty good tactical coach, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Noah, the good goalie, texts in and said, had a crappy day, but named the animal, just turned my day around. Well, it's well, coming up. We'll see. Up. Don't, don't count your chickens before they hatch, so to speak, but thank you for the positive <laughs> energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, name the animal. Let's let's do it now. Sure. I, we'll try to get some more text, but name the animal could take all the seven minutes remaining on the show, or it could take seven seconds. So, okay, I am ready. Uh, we haven't done this for a while. Uh, so it, here's how Name the Animal works if you're new to our program. And welcome aboard if you are. Uh, you're in for quite a ride. What's up? Uh, so Kellen earlier today went to the 630 Ched Animal Sanctuary, which is adjacent to the 630 Ched Broadcasting Compound. And depending on the size and demeanor of the animal, he either recorded its sound or he brought the animal back with him and has it with him in the control room, where which I can't see right now. So... Kellen will then either play the animal sound off tape or prompt the animal to make it sound. And then based on that, I will try to uh, name the animal. A couple times I've done it on the first guest. I think uh, first guest, I think walrus and uh, mosquito. Yes. I got right away. And then you played a dog, which I identified as a dog. Yes. And uh, you said, no, no, you got to name the breed. And somehow... Uh, I said Beagle, which was correct on like the third guest. Mm-hmm. Third guess. Why don't that you think guess? That was, I'm thinking of to Christopher. Me, that's guest. the most impressive answer you've given during this. Well, thank you, that. Kellen. That's well, that may be the most impressive thing I've uh, done in my life, which mm. is a bit of a commentary in itself. Uh, and of course, there are like 360 dog breeds in the world, according to what I just Googled. Who knows Crazy. if that's even true? Uh, <laughs> all right. So, without any further ado, or doo doo. Depending on the type of animal, let's name the animal. All right, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like that sounds like the the feedback from the microphone that Han Solo was using in the trash compactor, or no, the the cell blow, the tension block on the Death Star. Yeah, why that's is what that I've, seen that's, so poorly mic? That's it what I, that's what I imagine it sounded like on the other end. Okay, now I think because many of these I've thought that's a bird. I think that has to be a bird. No, that is not a bird. That's, I thought I heard wings flapping in the background. Okay, play no, it again. Here we go. <laughs> Yeah, see that? That's not flapping. Is it rustling around? It's it's rustling around, definitely. It's rustling around. Okay. So that's the uh, that's the animal noise. That is a good one, Kellen. I'm impressed. So uh, just to remind people as well, you can participate, but it's for uh, educational and entertainment purposes only. You cannot... Uh, win something uh, if you name the animal before I do or yeah, help like me name Jillian, the animal. Jillian has, text, has texted in a, a seal. It is not a seal. No, it's not a seal. Okay, yeah, I do that. All right, so it's it's making that... Is it larger uh, than a horse? Uh, no, it isn't. Is it a horse? 
Uh, no, it is not a horse. It did sound like a horse, but I've also learned from this that I really don't know what most animals in the world sound like. Is it a land animal? Uh, very much so, yes. It's very much. Is it found in the desert? No. Is it, it? Would I see one of these in Alberta, in the wild? Definitely. Definitely. Would I see one of these in Edmonton? Uh, maybe not Edmonton. Well, maybe, maybe not. Is it? Is it some sort of a, uh, not a dog, but a canine-like creature? Uh, it has sharp teeth. Is it? Okay, but it's not like a coyote or a wolf. No, it is not a coyote or a wolf. Uh, is, is it? Is is it more of a canine type creature? No. Okay, but it's a it's a mammal, mm-hmm. and it's a land mammal uh, that is, is is it bigger than uh, is is it bigger than a German Shepherd? Uh, I would say so. Yeah, they average probably about the same size as a German Shepherd, if not. Okay, are, are, are they friendly? Uh, typically not. No. We would not want to encounter one of these in the wild. Definitely not. Um, but sorry, it's not. It's not from the dog family. It's not from the canine family. No, and no. it's not from the cat family. No, it isn't. But it is a mammal. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, it's not a bat, is it? No. As you did, you know, they wouldn't be. So it's around the size of a German Shepherd. Is it a beaver? It is not a beaver. No. Okay, but that has an aquatic element to it. Would this animal ever go in the water? Um, maybe for uh, food to get food, but it's is it's it some sort of a bear animal? But it, it would is it, it would some sort of a bear? It is some sort of a bear. Okay, yeah. so it's a bear. So it's not a grizzly bear because they'd be bigger. No, uh, I believe black bears would be bigger too. Correct? Did you named it right there? It is a black. bear. It is a black bear. Black who, bear. who I would have thought would have been bigger than a German Shepherd. That is so. What is American it doing? It appears to be quite comfortable. Somebody rubbing its belly. Is there more I don't than think one? somebody's rubbing its belly, Reed. Or if it was, that individual is missing a appendage is, or two. <laughs> is there more than one bear in that clip? Uh, it, it's a compilation of several bears. Yes. Okay. Uh, but black, it's all it, it's all one singular bear making the sound. It's just different. It's a compilation. What's it doing? Well, the second one, it's rustling around in like some sort of trash or something or, uh, yeah, some sort of uh, trash compactor or garbage disposal or something. All right. Uh, I think. How big are they? Adult black bears. I'm just comparing it, trying to compare it to a German Shepherd. They'd be, yeah, they would. They wouldn't be that much bigger than a German Shepherd. German Shepherds are around 26 inches at the shoulder. Black mm-hmm. bears can be 28 to 41 inches at the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Okay, now if people aren't educated, I don't know what else we're supposed to do, Kellen. All right. <laughs> I think this is the most disturbing thing. It's like, imagine you're sleeping out in a tent or camping yeah. somewhere and that stuff, and you hear this. Yeah. <laughs> if like, you no hear vacuum. that noise, <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say run away, but I guess maybe play dead or just hope the bear doesn't Not come in your tent. Not if you're in a tent, dude. You're basically Ziploc bag for bear food <laughs> oh, at that geez. point. This is this gotten dark in a hurry, hasn't it? Okay. Uh, that, is the, that is the award-winning segment that we call name the animal and now we know well probably a lot of people already did anybody text it in while we were doing it no no nobody got it this time the black bear all right fascinating stuff here's what we're gonna do we're gonna end the show because we have to it's done at eight o'clock uh tomorrow oilers now with bob stoffer at four face-off show at 5 30 game at seven 
Oilers taking on the Golden Knights. Flames and Golden Knights still scoreless with 11.34 left in the first period. The football game, Bears and Vikings. Oh, Bears. Nice going, Kellen. I should have known you were tying it all together somehow. Well, Teddy Bear toss, too, right? And Teddy Bear toss. Uh, 3-3, 9-12 left in the third quarter. Dave Campbell's the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer. My name's Reed. Thanks for listening. 